Managing risk and protecting your profits on a dairy farm isn't always easy, but it's becoming increasingly more important to have a good understanding of milk markets to better protect your profits through more frequent volatile periods. Welcome to the Protecting Your Profits podcast, a brief monthly update where I will take a deeper dive into topics or trends that will help you better understand milk markets and risk management. I'm Zach Myers, Risk Education Manager for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Let's see what's happening this month. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm uh, Zach Myers for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Thank you for taking the time today to join uh, my Protecting Your Profits webinar. If you have any questions, please type them in the chat box by clicking on the chat box at the bottom of your screen and, and type your question. I will monitor the chat box and answer questions I am able or at the end of, of the presentation. My goal is to provide an overview of current dairy market and to review current dairy markets and review risk management opportunities. And on my uh, normal disclaimer here, this is all public information. And while I might may express some opinions, these uh, certainly are not recommendations. So, and if there's anyone watching the live stream, you can also um, uh, submit your questions there on Facebook or YouTube. We are monitoring that as well, and we'll we'll uh, answer any questions that come via those platforms as well. And with that, we'll just uh, jump into uh, today's presentation. It's the normal agenda of things I normally cover. And we'll just uh, dive on into the, into the data. At uh, over nearly, uh, at over 18 billion pounds, U.S. milk production um, uh, was uh, actually down a little bit, about a half a percent year over year to, um, to 18.5 billion pounds. Pennsylvania milk production was uh, down about 3.1% year over year. Cow numbers in the U.S. have declined to 9.4 million. This is actually um, um, the first time in several since last, last May that year over year cow numbers that have decreased. Uh, the, uh, uh, since the May 2021 peak of, uh, of uh, 9.507 million cows, uh, the U.S. cow numbers have been decrease, decreasing month over month, which if you do that math, that's a, a herd size decrease of 107,000 head since uh, uh, the end of May this year. Pennsylvania, uh, when other <clears throat> surrounding uh, uh, states are losing cows, uh, Pennsylvania is, is actually been able to maintain 475,000 cows um, all, all year this year. Um, unfortunately, this is still down about a percent and a half over uh, last September, but it, it's good that uh, Pennsylvania is able, has been able to maintain. If, looking back at last year, uh, Pennsylvania lost a lot of cows and, and being able to maintain where we are now is, is, is a good thing. Uh, that dairy slaughter number, I forgot to delete that. That's, that's actually last that's last month's uh, number there. Uh, the uh, September or the October dairy slaughter report will come out today, actually. So later on this afternoon, we'll know what's October um, uh, dairy slaughter looked like. Looking, moving on to dairy product stocks. Butter stock shrunk during September while cheese and, and uh, non-fat dry milk stocks grew through September and October. October butter stocks finished the month down 18 million pounds to 281 million pounds. October cheese stocks grew about 110 million pounds to 1.5 billion pounds. 
and September non-fat dry milk stocks were up about 52 million pounds to 244 uh, million pounds. And on the product price side, at $1.92 per pound, October butter price is, is 55 cents higher than last year and continues to be a significant discount compared to international prices with global dairy trade price at $2.79 a pound and the European Union price at $2.55 a pound. Cheese price is up a slight four cents compared to last year and is also a discount compared to global dairy trade at $2.01 and virtually the same as the EU at $1.72 per pound. At $1.49 per pound, non-fat dry milk is 37 cents more than last year and is slightly lower than the global dairy trade price of $1.54, but 17 cents higher than the EU price um, at $1.32. But one thing to note that uh, the European Union doesn't make uh, uh, non-fat dry milk, they make skim milk powder. And uh, non-fat dry milk has a standardized amount of protein that is higher than the average protein content in skin milk powders. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So the non-fat dry milk powder is actually a, is a, is with the extra protein is a is a higher price product than than if you just look at skim milk powder alone. Moving on to the production side of dairy products, September butter production was down 7.3 million pounds compared to last September to 143 million. September cheese, total cheese production was up 37 million pounds to 1.14 billion pounds. And then September uh, uh, non-fat dry milk powder production was down 3.8 million compared to last year to 122 million pounds. Looking at the uh, demand data and, and uh, dis with disappearance uh, during September, butter disappearance was up 11% to 187 million pounds due to a strong 9% increase in domestic use and a 200 plus percent increase in exports. The U.S. doesn't normally export a lot of butter, uh, but with butterfly and butter fat in short supply, there is, there's pretty high demand domestically and internationally for, for butter fat. At 440 million pounds, American cheese disappearance was down about two and a half percent, because of decreased domestic disappearance that overwhelmed a slight increase in, in exports. Other style cheeses are up to 706 million pounds, as a slight one percent more than last year, driven by an increase in in by of 10 million pounds in exports that offset a 4 million pound decrease in, in domestic use of uh, other style cheeses in the US. Milk powder disappearance was down uh, 16 and a half percent to 200 and, or excuse me, it was down 8% to uh, 227 million pounds. And, and that's mainly uh, um, uh, due to decreases in, in uh, exports. Now, what does all this mean for uh, our current, uh, uh, our milk price? We're looking at class three milk futures uh, for the next 12 months. And these are, these, as you see there on your graph, these, these prices are um, 11, 22 closing prices, November 22nd closing price prices. 
the uh, uh, class three milk futures for the next 12 months are up about 28 cents compared to this time last month. And uh, uh, again, based on those November 22 closing prices, the class three futures price averaged $18.86 a hundred weight. November class three was the low at $17.95 and increases to a high of 1911 in February and then levels out in the low 19s and upper 18s through the through uh, next October. That uh, current class three 12 month average price is $2.30 a hundred weight more than uh, fi the five year average of $16.56 a hundred weight. Class four and class prices are, are uh, in expected to inverse this month and stay inverted through at least next October. So drawing your attention again to the graph that that orange or reddish line is actually class four with the blue line class three below it. The class four price for November is currently the lowest price for the next 12 months at $17.95. It climbs to the mid 19, uh, 1950s for, uh, before dropping a quarter uh, through, through next October. So uh, a strong class four price indicated by the, the futures market right now. That class four 12 month average increased to $18.26 a hundred weight, which is $1.16 more than last month and is $4.52 more than the five year average price of $14.90. Moving on to uh, exports. Uh, exports, September exports reached 100, just a little bit more than 186,000 metric tons of milk solids equivalents. This is up 14% from last September, and these 186 million or 186,000 metric tons are valued at about $655 million, which is up 28% from, from last September. So uh, we're still on track to set a volume record uh, this year, and if uh, milk price stays high and, and the volumes Volumes of exports stay high. We'll, we'll probably uh, uh, break the value record that was set in, in 2014 as, as well. So uh, worth noting to noting that uh, that uh, um, uh, that as long as this congestion in the western ports is is uh, can be somewhat alleviated, hopefully the the dairy products, our surplus dairy products, can continue to to get out of the country to their foreign destinations. So moving on to risk management, the uh, dairy, the September dairy margin uh, uh, coverage margin was announced at uh, six dollars and ninety three cents a hundred weight. This triggers a two dollar and fifty seven cent indemnity payment at the nine fifty coverage. And this is about two thousand dollars. It's a payment of about two thousand dollars per one million pounds of production history up to that five million cap. And uh, annually, uh, so far, uh, that adding the September benefit uh, to that, uh, that's about uh, nearly $22,000 paid out in DMC indemnities per 1 million pounds of production history. Again, up to that uh, tier one, uh, uh, 5 million pound production history cap. This equates to a $2.03 net benefit so far uh, for 2021. The October margin will be announced uh, next Tuesday after 3 p.m. when the Ag Prices Report is released. The DMC decision tool is still unavailable for feed price and projections and trigger prices. I know the management of that tool switched over uh, in October, and my assumption is, and I know there's an update scheduled, and my assumption is that they're waiting for 
for these rules to be published before they finalize that update to their online tool and, and, and get that pushed out. So again, we're still waiting on the rules to be published on, on the feed price change with alfalfa, supplemental production history and uh, 2022 and enrollment period. So my understanding is that uh, uh, regardless of when enrollment, the 2022 enrollment is open, that it will be open for at least 45 days. I think by law it has to be open for 45 days. So even if it's next year before 2022 enrollment begins, we'll still have uh, the same amount of time we normally would uh, uh, once that enrollment, enrollment is open. And everything will be retroactive, uh, including that supplemental production history is retroactive to the beginning of uh, for January of 2021, and the feed alfalfa hay feed price changes will be retroactive back to uh, January 1st of 2020. So uh, all of those those rules are still uh, in line as soon as everything's finalized. Moving on to dairy revenue protection, uh, the DRP prices shown here are based on November 17th closing prices. Uh, a couple of USDA reports came out at the end of last week and the beginning of this week, uh, which of course makes DRP pricing and policies unavailable and uh, that trade until the end of trading actually yesterday. So uh, uh, quotes were generated yesterday, but I didn't have time to update this before I ha had already sent it out. So 100% class 3, 95% price protected floors can be set from a low of uh, 1693 in uh, Q1 of, next, of 2023 to a high of uh, 1795 in the third quarter of 22 for an average of about 33 cents a hundredweight. These floor prices on average are in the 80th percentile of their respective quarterly five-year average prices. So uh, um, are indicating that these are relatively good prices price floors to set if if you're willing to to pay for those premiums on the class four side the 100 percent class four 95 percent price protect policies can be purchased to set for price floors from a low of 17 15 in uh, first quarter 2023 up to uh, $18.05 in the third quarter of 2022 for an average of a cost of about 40 cents per hundred weight. So these prices are, are all, all for all five quarters are in the hundredth, hundredth percentile of their respective quarterly prices, indicating that, uh, well, the, the average price now is, is uh, uh, the highest it's been in five years. So I know that the premiums may look pricey, but these class four prices are, are really good and, and at least worth considering uh, looking at to, to cover a little bit uh, um, of, of your production um, at those higher premium prices. And although class four and three are inversed for the foreseeable future on the uh, CME, uh, we know that uh, from history that class four doesn't normally trade higher than class three for very long. So I guess the question you have to answer, you have to ask yourself an answer is, is when will we see a correction in that uh, class four price begin to drop and uh, making, making these uh, class four policies an important thing to consider in your risk management strategy. So far in uh, 2022 crop, pro, uh, crop production year, crop year, uh, there's 15.3 billion pounds of milk covered in the United States in uh, uh, just under 1,500 policies. 
171 million pounds of milk have been covered in Pennsylvania uh, by uh, 66 policies. And of course, uh, um, we, we don't have any information. Should, should know uh, maybe this time next month uh, on that first quarter of the crop 2022 crop year, if anything was uh, indemnified, indemnified from July to, uh, to September. So just a quick update on the Pandemic Market Volatility Assistance Program. Um, I uh, sent an email uh, to my contact at the Agricultural Marketing Service yesterday and, and heard back uh, uh, about an hour and a half ago from, from her that uh, to get a sort of an update, I've been hearing some rumors out there as to what was going on. And I thought I would if uh, uh, get some information and share it with the partic participants of this webinar. Uh, they're still in the process. They're, they're to the point where they're uh, in the process of finalizing all the data that was submitted to them by the milk eligible milk handlers. Once accurate and complete data sets uh, are compiled, uh, AMS will then be able to calculate those payments. And of course, there's a considerable amount of work that will go into uh, verifying the accuracy of the data and getting those, making sure those data sets are, are, are uh, correct uh, before they start to calculate these payments. They're still on target to have funds distributed sometime in early winter after to the milk handlers. After funds are distributed to the milk handlers, handlers have 30 days to get the money distributed to their eligible dairy farmers. And the, of course, the rumor I've heard is that some milk handlers have, have received their payment and, and or knew what their pay rate was going to be. And I was told that as of now, no funds have been distributed, no no payments have have been announced to uh, uh, milk handlers or the or the public. They're still in process. So uh, uh, hopefully, sometime here in the next uh, couple of months, that money will will get out to to dairy farmers. And hopefully, uh, there's no I don't have any estimate on on what those payments are going to be, as they'll be different from milk handler to milk handler. And with that, uh, that is it. Next, the next Protecting Your Profits will be December 22nd, uh, 2021 at uh, noon. Uh, the link is there. And of course, I'll be emailing that out prior to, uh, um, to next month's webinar. I uh, look forward to talking with you again next month. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving.